My name is Faris Kariuki. I'm the founder and CEO at Pure Infrastructure. The Pure Infrastructure podcast is in collaboration with DX5 and is sponsored by VMware. We are glad to have as our first guest for the second season, Lorna Hadi, who's the Senior Director for Sub-Saharan Africa at VMware. Welcome, Lorna. Thank you so much. We've been meaning to have a conversation with VMware on their strategy in Africa, um, why they sponsored our podcast, what their plans are for this region, and also to get to know the members of the team better. Um, and so we'd just like to get a background on Lorna. Um, Tell us more about yourself. How did you get into technology and how did you end up at VMware? Wow, that's a, a very long journey, <laughs> which started just the other day. <laughs> so the irony is um, the last thing I ever thought I'd be in was technology. Um, I grew up in Scotland. Um, I, my mother was in South Africa and she ran a small reseller business. So my birthright into technology was being fetched off an aeroplane. Well, at the gracious age of 19 years old, um, being taken straight out to a place called Chamdor in South Africa and laying cable until two o'clock in the morning. So that wow. was my birthright. Wow. <laughs> we yeah. then, I mean, I then helped her and we ended up building PCs in the middle of the lounge. And, you know, my exposure was just then, you know, here's a CD, learn mm. this software. You've got to teach my client about it, talk to my client about it on Monday. So it was really thrown in at the deep end. And then by nature, I kind of fell into the distribution business. And eventually started working for Hewlett Packard um, in 1999, uh, which I fondly mentioned today in, in, in the event. You know, yeah. 1999 was my first trip to Kenya, oh. my very yeah. first presentation, yeah. actually, to the corporate domain. I was running the imaging and printing business at that stage. Um, and, um, you know, my, my career within HP evolved over that 15-year cycle. I spent time, as I said, running the imaging and printing business. I spent some time running the channel business. Um, I then went on to run what was termed the Procove networking business for close to seven years. <clears throat> and uh, it went on to become um, the networking business, HP Networking. And my final stint within HP, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I kind of feel like it was the perfect storm, was to run the software business. I started off in the security domain. And then I went on to run the full, um, you know, previous Mercury domain and effectively the application lifecycle management side. So it was the ops, the, uh, um, you know, the ALM and the, and the uh, you know, the uh, security portfolio. So it sort of gave me very broad uh, exposure to the software business and, um, and a great birthright into the industry coming from a very strong infrastructure background. So uh, when the opportunity came up for, with VMware, I felt like it was the perfect storm. Here I was coming from the very strong IT operations side of things, having touched in the application lifecycle management side and the security portfolio, and guess where VMware were going. Yeah. Perfectly covered both your history and... Why VMware? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's very unusual to find nowadays, at least, people who've grown up um, building PCs because it's a tradition that sort of just... It's been forgotten. Yes. Because now almost everyone who's starting out gets a laptop. But back then you sort of had to oh, yes. build your own device. We had to cable tie, you yeah. know, make sure it was all neat and tidy. Yes. And we built them up in the, machi the machines. We had to test them all, boot them yeah. up. It was yeah. great. A yeah. great experience. And so just a deeper dive into the VMware decision. I know like it, it ties in perfectly with your background. You'd worked in software. You'd worked in networking um, and in infrastructure. And sort of here comes this company that's sort of building software that allows you to manage that better. So in terms of skills, it was like a natural progression. But you've been there a while. 
um, why did you why have you um, remained with VMware for so long and what do you see in the farm? I've been there for four and a half years, actually yeah. over four and a half years, and it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. Um, you know, VMware, uh, not only the technology drew me uh, to the business as well as where I was in terms of experiences, but also the ethos, the team, um, and the spirit of the, the organization yeah. um, as it stands and the epic values we all, we, all, um, we all abide by inside the organization was a tremendous draw card. <clears throat> Why am I still there? Because yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love what I do. I love my team. I'm very passionate about the technology. There is not one day that goes by without something new coming to the table. You know, if you look at VMware, it's a constant evolution. Yeah. You know, the acquisition of the companies as, as they've gone by, I mean, it's been quite incredible over the last few years. It's really kept my team, myself, my customers, our, our partners, our are, you know, are the full quorum in terms of, you know, our engagement yeah. on our toes, right? Yeah. So it's far from boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what exactly do you do? Like, what's your day job at VMware? Like, what does that entail? Uh, chief cook, course. bottle washer, HR. <laughs> um, where would you like me to start? <laughs> <laughs> bottle washer. <laughs> so, um, oh, gosh. What am I? Um, I guess uh, you know, as the as the regional director, it's 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 been an evolving it's been an evolving role as our organisation has matured. You know, as the team has matured and grown, my role has also evolved and grown. You know, so um, my 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 really, I guess, I'm the interface between my team and the broader VMware organisation in many yeah. ways. But I'm also the interface between the public and yeah. and VMware. So yeah. it's a it's a great re representation re representative role. Yeah. At the same time, you know, it's very much about making the key decisions, steering the business in the right direction, identifying where there are opportunities or potential areas where we need to tweak to to make the business stronger. And I guess a lot of my role is really about listening, yeah. gathering feedback, interpreting yeah. that data, and implementing what. I believe with my, my management team and the broader team is the right thing for both our regions because yeah. it's obviously very dependent on our region, yeah. you know, which differs yeah. um, and, 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 and understanding how to execute that and make it happen. Yeah. And you, when you're speaking about the region, something that I find that many people are not very cognizant of when you're talking about Africa is you've got multiple languages. Like yes. You have some people in Africa whose first language is Portuguese, French, English. Um, in South Africa, it's Africans, which is a variety of it. And you've got all these cultures. And in Africa, you actually have, at any one stage, um, if the north, northern hemisphere is in winter, we're in winter, or the southern hemisphere is in summer, like we cut across both ends. How do you um, manage people of um, different cultural um, and even geographic backgrounds? Because, you know, in South Africa, it'll be cold. In, in the northern part, it's freaking hot. So I think let, let's start with the region that I manage. Yeah. So specifically, we span from west to east, yeah. incorporating South Africa, which is yeah. circa 32 countries. Yeah. Um, and again, yes, as you say, <laughs> geopolitically very different, yeah. culturally very different, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the weather conditions, as you say, very different. Yeah. Um, just electricity-wise, very different, <laughs> and the availability of power, yeah. very different. It's a very hot topic at the moment, as I'm sure you, yeah. you're aware of. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end of the day, is um, it's all about diversity, right? Yeah. So what makes great chemistry yeah. when it comes to a good management team is diversity, diversity yeah. of opinion, diversity of, you know, faith, diversity of, you know, culture, diversity. So we have a very diverse team. We have offices in Nigeria. Um, we have offices in Kenya. 
we have offices in Cape Town and we have offices in Johannesburg. And that by no means is representative of the full ge geographical um, mapping. But we have specialists in each area. Yeah. You know, we have an East African team yeah. specifically focused on East Africa, West for West, South for South and SADC for rest of Africa, which incorporates the likes of Angola and Mozambique, where it's predominantly, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of Portuguese influence yeah. and Mauritius, the French element. So, yeah. And we draw on resources to support that, both from a language standpoint and a translatability standpoint. Yeah. But also I draw on my team, you know. Yeah. My management team draws on the team uh, the specialist teams draw on the broader team in order yeah. to gather the influences and the data that that impact the daily lives of those regions yeah. independently, yeah. understanding they're all very different. Yeah. And sort of to move it along, um, and it's sort of tied to what you've just said, um, we're in a very complicated um, region. Why do you think VMware is important, um, both like global in terms of... Um, cloud infrastructure and more particularly um, in terms of addressing the needs that the continent has. And, I, and I'd hate to use a paintbrush, but I do need to in some ways need, yeah. need to apply, apply a, a degree of generalization to the conversation. So, so kind of Africa as a general rule tends to be slightly behind. Yeah. But when it enters the market of yeah. the newer technologies, it does a jump start, right? right? Because by nature, we're innovative, curious individuals, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and effectively, that means in many ways, there tends to be a lag, but an opportunity to review what's yeah. happening in the rest of the world before our customers plunge. Yeah. Um, and so as a, as a, as a general rule, um, we find that potentially, we may be behind the curve in terms of adopting technology, but often it's because we've been learning in many ways from what the other what the other countries have been through in advance you know yes. and that applies to structure it applies to infrastructure and it applies to everything now vmware i believe is perfectly positioned um to assist our customers as they do the leapfrog into not only cloud right but really hybrid cloud and leveraging from which cloud is the right cloud for the different applications yes. and because of the innovative nature of our region and traditionally reaching regions and um, environments that have been unavailable because of infrastructural um, problems and effectively just rural areas, just not having yeah. access to fundamental basics. Yeah. You know, VMware really has been working with partners yeah. across the landscape to facilitate how we can take that technology and that digital frontier closer to the edge and closer to those individuals in those regions. So it, it poses as a tremendous opportunity for both VMware, but also Africa as a whole in order to adopt newer technologies and take advantage of these apps. What are your thoughts on the future now? Like looking at where Africa is, um, you've been working on the continent for the last 22 or so years, actually more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the future? Like where do you see Africa in another 10 years, um, just from the trends that you're seeing across um, the continent? Oh, there's no question. I mean, the, the, the tremendous opportunity in, in our continent is incredible. If you look at the youth, if you look at the demographics, if you look at the population yeah. and where, you know, newer technology is being adopted yeah. in terms of the, the younger generation, yeah. you know, Africa is a tremendous a tremendous um, opportunity for, 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 for not only VMware, but, yeah. but um, you know, um, businesses as a whole, yeah. you know, um, Graham referred in his presentation today to the, you know, to the potential, I think it was 2.2 billion 
potential opportunity in the AI space for yeah. Kenya alone, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, there was a 4.1 billion market by yeah. 2026, I believe, yeah. in the IoT space. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the opportunity is there. It's just how we get the fundamental basics right mm. from an infrastructure standpoint, from a, a bandwidth standpoint, from an access to, you know, to, to power standpoint, I have yeah. to raise that uh, from a, you know, from a, um, you know, from a, from a, let's enable the technology with the basics of, of what needs to be there in order to provide for that technology to take advantage of this. Given your experience, what feedback do you have for CIOs trying to transform their organizations in this part of the world? Like what should they pay attention to and what, sh what risks should they be looking to ameliorate? So the first would be pay attention to complexity yeah. and inviting complexity in. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, there's a whale, there's a, a tremendous amount of technology out, of the, out there and yeah. all incredibly powerful. Yeah. But when one starts to combine them and manage the, com the complexity of integration, um, then you, know, you have to be aware of what you're bringing upon your organization and what's gonna keep you up at night both from a management standpoint, a security standpoint, and a visibility standpoint. So that's yeah. definitely the first. Um, the second is ask, you know, ask your colleagues, ask VMware, you know, ask your counterparts for experiences, ask to speak to other customers out there, you know, that is available to you to talk to you in terms of where you are in your journey and where you want to be. And maybe there are several phases to get to where you want to be in terms of the end point. Yeah. But remember that there's a community out there to support you and, and it's incredibly important to, to, to reflect and look out for that information and seek guidance. On a bit of a tangential um, path and sort of ties into your background, one of the things that people keep commenting on um, is gender equity. VMware has done a fantastic job of that. Like, I think most of the team um, in Sub-Saharan Africa um, is, it's very well balanced. Yes. But, you know, you sort of grew up in tech from the very early stages. <laughs> what yes. are your views on what can be done to sort of bridge the gender gap in tech? So I think, I mean, I, I can answer that. Today is not what I experienced in early 2000s in terms of gender equality yeah. um, and in, in tech specifically. Um, you know, we're dealing with a very different market now um, and it's wonderful to see. Um, there's more recognition in terms of what diversity brings to the table, you know, um, and, and effectively how a, a, a well-balanced organization and team really does tend to deliver stronger results across yeah. the board. And I think there's a common understanding in terms of that. Um, how do we bring up the next generation has to be the most important um, point. And there are some incredible young talents that are coming into the industry or not even in the industry today that fear that they you know, they couldn't enter this industry that really we should be looking out as executives across the board, not only female executives, but across the board at how we bring them in and start bringing them into the fold and understanding what the opportunity is for them to develop and become senior inside this industry. Because it's a tre tremendously exciting dynamic industry and there's so many entry points and so many, you know, from coding to graphics to development to, you know, sales to marketing to, you know, you name it, that's available. And really the onus is on us to provide those opportunities, look out for key talents, understand they may not come from an IT background, yeah. but they could, like yeah. I did, you know, fall into the IT space unknowingly because they have a natural passion or inquisitiveness that really talks towards, you know, growing in this in this tech business. So fantastic answer because it's one of the things that I found that um, is interesting is that the entry points vary for yes. many people. Um, mm. 
my entry point was, you know, the traditional tinkering about. But I actually found that there are other people who come in through storytelling and all these other, and then fall in love with the technology itself. Um, and finally, like, what does the future hold for you individually? Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's a difficult question to answer. Sorry, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love what I do, as I said, and I would love to continue to grow um, and remain passionate. I'm very passionate about Africa. I'd like to see the evolution of our business um, and as it evolves to become more specialized. So more specialized in terms of East Africa, West Africa, SADC and South Africa. I I envisage that as as the short-term, let's call it, plan for VMware Sub-Saharan Africa. And the future for me, well, who knows? Thank you so much, Lona. Thank you, Ferris. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it was great speaking to you. You too.